0: Bye. welcome back to the solar vacation podcast we are back maya and i will be discussing what's to come in the new and full moon energies this is going to be a nice mini episode to complement the february energetic transit that we did last week so i hope you guys enjoy
1: maya take us away so on february 9th we have our new moon in aquarius And right off the bat, I want to talk about the Aquarius archetype, because this is where we are setting intentions or evolving within the month on. And Aquarius is the 11th out of the 12 archetypes. And this is important to note because 1 through 12 has a stage of evolution. From the time we get to 11 and 12, 12 is Pisces, we get to the state of quite evolved quite past the ego and wanting to give back to humanity and wanting to be in the heart-centered space. And we're going to see this as a theme as we look at this new moon and the full moon, which will have a Pisces feel to it since we'll be in Pisces season. This is just something interesting to note, but we're do- dealing with a strong archetype. We're dealing with something that wants something a little bit more from us, not just that surface level manifestation. We want to dive into a innovative, unique, unconventional aspect. So those are a few buzzwords that I was just naming from Aquarius. But Aquarius is this energy. It's like, let's see and explore more. If we take one step back, we see Capricorn, the 10th stage in evolution. And Capricorn is like, We've accomplished all the things we needed. We did the steps that society wanted us to do. And Aquarius enters the chat and says, now what? Now we have something to change. I see a vision. I have something more to give other than just this stage and this platform that society has given me to follow. Aquarius wants us to be unconventional, to follow the evolution of humanity and to be a humanitarian, to... Connect with people and to be one of the many that moves us forward. So, on a collective level, this new moon is powerful. It is a seed of intention for all of us to move forward, to support this Pluto in Aquarius age. Yeah. So,
0: it's like before we even get there, there's a lot of mental, physical, and spiritual, like detox and practices that we must cultivate
1: i'm guessing would you agree to this indeed and as we talked about in the astrology for february the pluto energy is moving through the personal planets meaning there is a purging to many ego aspects of our being many old desires that are holding the collective back and holding individuals back
0: Mm -hmm. so it's interesting because when i think of like detoxes The first thing I think about is my body, obviously, because I feel like that's kind of something that we have to master in the physical plane in order to get to higher states of consciousness. But sometimes it's also not that because even if you're physically not the healthiest, you could still do your spiritual practices and reach those levels. But it's not going to be as holistic or as strongly if you balance all three And so when I think of like mental, and physical detoxes, it takes me back to really knowing my body as a woman, like depending on where you are in your cycle, if you do track your cycle, if you're a woman, this is, I feel like a great time to fast. So new moon energies, I feel like is perfect, especially if you're bleeding around this time. So like eight hours to 12 hours, avoiding eating right before bed so that you have a restful, deep sleep. Like, do you fast at all, Maya? I don't. It's not part of my routine, but I've been interested in it. Nice. Yeah. So definitely just like experiment with this because it doesn't work for everybody. And it's also different in a woman's body, right? Because our hormones are always fluctuating and it's not effective if you're like doing longer fasts that we usually learn from society and from social media. You know, those 24 hour fasts, like, it, you can't sustain that. But here and there is really nice because it takes you deeper into your meditations i find and usually from day 1 to 5 of my menstrual cycle i found was the perfect time to do it for my body because it lessens bloating and i feel like I have a better control on my emotions because my mind is quieter and usually in that time we tend to be more silent and intuitive anyway according to eastern philosophy and yeah you can just test this in your body you know your body best and when it's really time to rest and digest and connect with others and take action I also really love hasa yoga during the new and full moons. And if you don't know what hasa yoga is, ha meaning sun and tha meaning moon, representing the balance of masculine and feminine energies, as well as the balance between the body and the mind. So yogis believe that certain asanas, which are postures, and pranayama, which is breath work, can help balance these energies, especially during the new and full moons, because this is when the energies are considered to be uh, at their peak. So I really love like alternate nostril breathing. So for example, and this is just like a practical thing to practice. If you're right-handed, you inhale for four seconds on your left nostril while you're covering your right nostril with your thumb. And then you exhale for four seconds on the right nostril as you cover the left with your pinky and ring finger. And that would be the opposite if you're left-handed, obviously. But there are other ways you can do this, but that's how I was taught by my yoga teacher and is the most comfortable for me. So You can really play with this, either lengthening or shortening the time you breathe as long as they're equal. And Maya, are there practices or any teachings you find that are helpful, at least in a way that
1: you've learned and now integrate in your life? I do more vinyasa. So I typically am just flowing and moving in my body and being intuitive of what feels good. I love Mm. that you're bringing up the detox. I was actually talking with my astrologer friends about this new moon recently, and a lot of them. Are going on a detox to help move the body through and to purge anything that is holding on and clinging. So, that's Mm -hmm. a really great way to go about this. If you want to put this into some doership, you can totally go on some type of detox. But I want to continue on this because there's also a very spiritual or unconscious detox that's going to take place within this, as this new moon is squared Uranus. Now, a square is a relationship between two bodies of energies. And a square is a center of friction. It is kind of like getting over a hump or a hill. And there is certainly a up-moving or upstream sensation to it. But when we move through it, get over the hill, up the stream, there's power from it. There is a strong catalyst because you were able to mass the strength and move through it. So uranus is very similar to aquarius because it is actually a rulership of aquarius meaning they're very compatible Then there's this extra push to change there's an extra unconscious hand that is saying okay we need to strip some old values because where uranus is placed is in taurus So the Taurus archetype wants to stay steady, be within its pleasures and its desires and what it knows and holds that very close to its chest. Now imagine this archetype that is very much so like, let's just deconstruct, let's change, let's move things out and about. This energy is can feel a little bit upsetting and now it's being shoveled into the new moon. So to translate this astrology terminology is to say there is a part of the unconscious of our old desires and old traditional ways of wanting the material world that needs to be purged. And this is again very complementary to the month of February, where Pluto is already purging that. This is just another way to sink it into the new moon to say that, okay, here we go, collective. We are getting rid of things that are not of our highest good it was going to feel powerful a term that comes up with this is i don't want to change unless i have to and this is the i have to moment
0: yeah so it's like pushing you to the breaking point almost
1: yes and again this is collective energy as well so we could potentially see this in the outer world start to build more or when it comes closer to april when we see this energy in a amplification because we'll have a The biggest conjunction of 2024, which is Jupiter nearest conjunction, being like, okay, we're time. It's time to move forth this way of doing things, this old traditional perspective.
0: What would you say to someone who's afraid hearing all of this when it comes to the word purge? Like that can come off very strongly and almost scary. Cause, like, we've been seeing a lot of Persian going on in our society in the news and what's going on in the world. And to think about that in a personal level, what would you say to comfort them?
1: First, I would say it all comes down to perspective. And I actually love Aaron Abkeith collaborating with this other guy who's one of the teachers with Mary and I. And he's talking about the news, but in a positive light of how all these things that may be appearing. Scary or feel for to the ego is actually a positive push for us to get to our end destination. And this imagery came to mind as, and we you know, when you're sick and if you're actually have like a stomach bug and you're puking and at the moment it feels hard and intense, but there's a sense of gratitude afterwards. Like, I feel so grateful to be healthy. I feel so grateful that it's over. There's that sensation to it. Like, there's a potential that this could feel upsetting in the moment, but at the core, we are okay. And we will be okay, especially like the listeners here. I really love that analogy because you're right. I'm sure
0: we've all puked before. And in the moment, it sucks. It's like the worst feeling ever. But afterwards, you're like, oh, yeah, you feel more clear. And you're almost like when you're in that sick stomach bug feeling, you almost want to puke, right? Because you know that it's going to make you feel better. And so we have that intuitive knowing that throughout the purge, we'll come out of it in a much better state of consciousness uh but in it it can feel messy it can feel chaotic so i think just you know piggybacking on what we were talking about for this month in the last episode it's like just allow it allow it to unfold really hone in on your witness consciousness and you will survive it kind of thing like you've survived hardships before and challenges before and it doesn't have to look like a a, crazy thing that happens during this purge right oftentimes when you think of purging it's like very emotional but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way especially if you're on a spiritual path like you know that this is for your highest good and i think that's
1: just highlighting that more so beautifully said and also i can see this being a very liberating experience for many of us and on a personal level particularly with this new moon sensation of, ah, I see the change. I see where I need to go. I'm excited for this weight that's been lifted off my shoulders. And I want to add a level of caution with this. If there's this excitement, this of like, I can't wait to go because Mercury is squared Jupiter. And again, Mercury is the mind, the thinking. It's having that more friction relationship with Jupiter, which is the expansion, the opener. And so there's potential that this could almost an overreaction or an inflation and in something that could be over the top. So if you feel yourself around this time start to build, whether that's what you see on the outer news or you see this internally, whether that it feels like a positive or a negative emotion, allow yourself to come back to your practices, come back to your center and know that this wave, this overreaction feeling in the mind will settle too. Everything again is an ebb and a flow. So those are the total energies for the new moon. Next, we would transition to the full moon on the 24th. And this is in Virgo. And I want to again talk about the Virgo archetype. And as Virgo is our receiving energy for this, what I mean by this is it's a subjective part of our reality. And I want to go over what subjective means on a definition base because it can be confusing for many. But subjective is seen as influenced by personal feelings, tastes, or opinions. And so for the moon to be in Virgo, this is again going to be our personal experience, how potentially we're perceiving the world at this time. Virgo is a very attentive, aware, and it has this desire for self-mastery. But self-mastery on a very human level. So the health, the mind, anything that retains around the physical body, it really wants to perfect and hone in. And this is important because we're talking again about the purging. We're talking again about earlier this month, there was this important transit that was a theme, if you guys remember from the monthly energies, which was the Jupiter sextile Saturn which asked us to ground into our spiritual practices. So to tie this all back, there is this illuminated awareness saying, how was your spiritual practices this month? How was grounding into your body and taking care of yourself and feeling centered? Did you do it? How was it? This would be a really great time to journal it and ask your body how it feels. Ask your mind how it feels. And use this Virgo energy, which is about, again, precision and finding that best way to do something, because it's about mastery, and utilizing that wave to hone in a more uh, aligned routine. On the other side, this is opposing the Sun, Saturn, and Mercury. And opposing slash opposition is another relationship between planets, which can feel like pulling energies, potentially a tug of war. And the tug of war sensation is, okay, we have Virgo on one side, which is very practical and earthy. And then we have the emotional body, the sensations, the feeling into the intuition. And potentially these could feel at a pull. It's like, I want to hone in and do this and make everything physical. There's this very strong, attentive sensation say, make sure we are still in our heart space. Let's not get too honed into the actual routine itself and remember why we're doing the routine. Something really beautiful about this full moon, though, is that we have Saturn there, which is, again, a very grounding force to this fluid, intuitive energy. So I don't see it as a massive tug-of-war, but it can certainly come off that way. Saturn has that balancing scale to that Virgo, earthy energy. But the in total essence is saying, okay, let's find that structure again, but let's remember why we're finding structure.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think it's only really tough for people who have a hard time with balance. And, and you, that's many of us. Like, I feel like life is all about balance at the end of the day. So we're all trying to navigate through that. But I love the correlation between the body, health, physical state and the spiritual because that's essentially what a spiritual life is you're trying to balance your humanness and your spiritual beingness and i found that in during the full moon especially i really love chanting and like singing and this doesn't necessarily have to be in sanskrit although you know it's very powerful if you can chant in sanskrit or you practice that but you can also like create your own in a practical sense like an affirmation and sing it repeatedly Maya, I don't know if you've heard of Sam Garrett, but I love listening to Sam Garrett. Yeah, I am like in love with his music and just him as an artist. Joe and I listen to him every day, actually. Like there's not a day where we're not listening to (laughs) Sam Garrett because he's got really great songs of peace and joy and oneness and love. And you're just in a in a free, loving Peaceful state. Anytime you hear this kind of music, so even tuning into that is music's a big part of your life. Like switching gears, maybe if that's not the type of music that you usually listen to, I it definitely was not the music that I listened to starting out. But now I've kind of transitioned to the more happier, peaceful, like affirmation mantra songs because it just feels really good in the soul chanting and singing, getting in that creative flow, somatic dances where you like let your body move to music is also a fantastic way to strengthen your intuitive awareness so that you can have that proficient Virgo focused, alert and healthy workflow. Because I know with the Virgos in my life that they can be workaholics, you know, they can, they can be so self-analyzing and just like really honing in on the structure but almost like forgetting self-care <laughs> in the process and so i really love that you explained that virgo archetype because that that's obviously the shadow side and there's also a light side to this just like in every zodiac sign but i feel like that's really some good practical ways where you can get into your body but still be in that taking aligned action go-getter mentality
1: Yes, absolutely. There's a few notes I want to say on, on what you were talking about. First of all, the full moon as you're talking, this is a moment of celebration. So I love that you're talking about music and singing and chanting. Bring this forth. Find that celebration and fun and joy with the creator and the universe. I love that four full moons. it's an opportunity, it's an invitation to do so. And then I have one more m- Thing to note and circle back to when it comes to our routine. I recommend remembering that more is not always better. So, as you analyze this routine for the month of how things are going, how you're feeling, what you want to move into, what you want to let go, it doesn't need to be a two hour morning ritual. You know, it can be very simple and find out the ways that feel practical. The reason I bring this up in astrology terms is the fact that first of all, Venus and Mars are squared Jupiter. Remember, Jupiter is that expander; can get th- things can get over the top. And Venus is also semi sextile, semi squared Neptune, which is can be a little too much in the fantasy, too dreamy. This is just the Venus and Mars are our personal planets, but we're valuing, what we think we want. And Mars is that. Hand that says, okay, I'm going to get it. I'm going to go and grab it. So be cautious of what you want to go and grab when it comes to these practices or ideas and let the intention be set and then allow the universe to flow you into it.
0: I love that advice. I could definitely take that in my own life. Also, it's very practical because if you think about it, even though we do encourage spiritual practices and, you know, connecting, journaling, and all that stuff and consuming knowledge or education or content that is helpful for you that's serving you my spiritual practices in the morning tend to be on the longer side because i i just love to get deep into it but most of the time people don't have that much time and so i love your note on less is more essentially in those phases in those seasons of life because those efforts are not wasted and when you approach practices like that, whether it's your routine or your spiritual routine, you want to approach it in a way that feels fulsome for you, not as a chore, because that then takes away the whole devotion practice, right? If you're sleeping and then you're waking up and you're like, oh, I got to do my routine and like I'm dreading it, then it kind of takes you out of the present moment and the beauty of it all. And so, I think that's a really good thing to experiment on, that you don't have to have a crazy routine in the morning to get your day started, to get your life on track. But just seeing how you feel based on the day is very helpful because you're also listening to your intuitive senses, right? You listen to your body and even on a practical sense, like working out or exercise or something, like if you were to relate it back to being a woman, We're not usually as energized when we're bleeding or when we're in our luteal phases as we are in our follicular phases. Right. And so when we get into the mindset of like, we have to work hard and we have to work fast every single day, it's so detrimental to our health and it just takes you out of balance. So I really appreciate that because that's definitely something I can improve on in my life for sure. And when you were talking about like the celebration during the full moon, a picture that just came into mind is a group of friends on a beach while the moon is shining down on the ocean and there's a fire going and everybody's just kind of like dancing and singing around and being togetherness. And I just love that. And so thank you for that insight and for that advice, Maya, because I could definitely use that for myself.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that is all I have. This, That is the old world arcing energy, that structure and that celebration all in one. Amazing. Well, we hope
0: that you guys got something out of this. Definitely compliment it with the February energetic transit episode because it's really helpful and you really do go hand in hand. And try all the practical activities and exercises that we mentioned here because they're truly helpful. Make it fun. Don't take it too seriously and we hope you enjoyed the podcast.